0: Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here's your host, DC Lundberg. Thank you, Joey Martin. Welcome to the 178th and final episode of 2020. We are still and will continue to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network or T L O P N. Or Tloppin couldn't let that go in the last episode of the year. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked on Mariners podcast or any program here on Tloppin. Follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. L U N D B E R G if you're scoring at home. Today we're going to celebrate some of the ballplayers whom we lost in 2020. Um, Hopefully this is not a somber episode. I want to celebrate these men. We'll talk about some of the more noteworthy players as there isn't time to mention all of them. There were 111 ballplayers who died in 2020. We'll begin on January 1st and just go chronologically uh, throughout the year. On January 1st, we lost two players. Jim Manning pitched five games for the 1962 Twins at the age of 18. Don Larson pitched 14 big league seasons and accumulated a career record of 81 and 91, even leading the American League in losses in 1954. But his moment in the sun came in the 1956 World Series, where he spun the first perfect game in fall classic history, and it remains the only World Series perfecto or no hitter. On January 9th, Hal Smith passed away. He was mostly a career backup catcher in his 10 seasons, but he had a key role in the final game of the 1960 World Series. He hit a three run home run in that game, which helped set up Bill Mazeroski's series ending home run a few innings later. On February 16th, Tony Fernandez passed away. He was a member of the 1993 world champion Blue Jays. He also won four gold gloves, was a five-time All-Star in his 17 big league seasons. In addition to his highlight reel defense, he hit 288 for his career and collected 213 hits in 1986. He appeared in the postseason five times. Jim Wynn, the toy cannon, died on March 26th. He played 15 years in the bigs and slugged 291 home runs with three seasons of 30 or more. He also had a propensity for drawing walks. While his career batting average was .250, which wasn't bad for a slugger in the 60s and 70s, his on-base percentage was .366, and he drew 100 or more walks in six seasons. He drew an astounding 148 walks in 1968, a year he hit .269 with an on-base of .436. He was a three-time All-Star and placed in the MVP voting three times, finishing as high as fifth. On April 6th, we lost our first Hall of Famer of the year when Al Kaline passed away. He hit 297 over his 22-year career, accumulated 3,007 hits, 498 doubles, 399 home runs, and drove in 1,582 runs. He was a part of 18 All-Star teams, won 10 gold gloves, and was a member of the 1968 World Champion Tigers. Glenn Beckert was a four-time All-Star and also a Gold Glove Award winner. He led the National League in runs scored in 1968 while also hitting two ninety-four. His career average was two hundred eighty-three, and he received MVP votes in three of his 11 big league seasons. He died on April 11th. Damaso Garcia also hit two hundred eighty three in his big league career, which was also 11 seasons. He was a two-time American League All-Star and was the AL Silver Slugger at second base in 1982. He passed on April 15th. On May 14th, Bob Watson passed away. He had a very long career, 19 years in the majors, where he played 550 or more games at both first base and in left field. He has a 295 career average, was a two-time All-Star, and received MVP votes in three seasons. He was a member of the 1981 New York Yankees, who were defeated by the Dodgers in the World Series. In fact, Watson was the final batter of the series. After his playing career, he was a general manager and later was vice president of Major League Baseball. Claudel Washington played 17 years in the majors. He died on June 10th. He was a two-time All-Star, the first time as a 20-year-old rookie in 1975 and the second time nine years later in 1984. He hit two seventy eight over his career and stole 312 bases with a high of 40 in his 1975 rookie season. Mike McCormick made his big league debut in 1956 at 17 years old. He subsequently pitched 15 more years, making four all-star teams. He also won the 1967 National League Cy Young Award as a member of the San Francisco Giants, going 22-10 and that year with an ERA of 285. He also placed 6th in the NL MVP voting that year. He died on June 13th. Tony Taylor died on July 16th. He spent 19 seasons in the bigs, 15 of them in Philadelphia. He's a member of the Phillies Hall of Fame. He has a lifetime batting average of 261, accumulated 2007 hits, and was a two-time All-Star. He stole 20 or more bases seven times. His final season came in 1976 at the age of 40. His batting average in his 26 games that year was exactly his career average, 261. Bob Sebra did not have a particularly long or distinguished career, but his final game was somewhat noteworthy. It was June thirtieth, nineteen ninety. His Milwaukee Brewers were in the kingdom playing the Mariners. The final pitch he threw as a major leaguer hit the M's Tracy Jones. Jones was barking to Sebra as he headed to first base. Brewers catcher B.J. Surhoff followed him up the line. The two of them got into it, and one of the more spectacular brawls in Mariners history ensued. It started and stopped a few times before the smoke finally cleared. 25 minutes later, Sebra was ejected from the game, and he did later admit to hitting Jones intentionally. Sebra passed away on July 22nd of this year. We're going to pause at this time while I tell you about betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clear. And there's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at at underscore ag to take, advent, take advantage. Pardon me of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account today and use promo code Locked On for your sign up bonus hashtag bet online have you got a question or a comment send it to locked at gmail.com if you do and i'll read it on the air in an upcoming mailbag episode questions and comments on any subject are welcome and encouraged anything at all gang just keep it appropriate because this is a family show locked on mariners at gmail.com is the place to send those questions and comments locked on mariners will return celebrating some of the ballplayers who passed away this year after this word from built bar if you haven't tried built bar yet i do encourage you to do so they taste great they don't have a weird aftertaste as so many protein bars do nor do they have the gritty or chalky texture present in most protein supplements They're low in sugar, calories, and carbohydrates. Plus, they're gluten-free. And the nut-free flavors are all produced in a nut-free facility. They've got 18 delicious flavors to choose from, plus limited edition flavors which they break out from time to time. Go to BuiltBar.com to compile a box consisting of the flavors you'd most like to try or your already established favorites. Don't forget about Built Boost drink powder or Built Go energy shots. All at BuiltBar.com. And if you try to use promo code Glurgody Glurgody nothing happens. So just use promo code Locked On at checkout instead, and that'll net you 20% off your order. Remember, BuiltBar.com promo code Locked On for 20% off your order. Built Bar, the other white meat. Now time for the second half of Locked on Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, J.M. D.C. Lundberg back here with you. Before we get back to celebrating some of the ballplayers who left us in 2020, I need to let you know that betting on your favorite league, team, or sport does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. There really isn't an easy transition back to speaking about the people who died this year. We're going to, we're going in chronological order, beginning in January and progressing throughout the year. We left off in late July. Next on the list is Hall of Famer Tom Seaver. Tom Terrific won 311 ballgames in his 20 year career, posting a 286 ERA and striking out 3,460. He won three Cy Young Awards, was the National League Rookie of the Year in 1967, won three ERA titles, and was a 12-time All-Star. He won the 1969 World Series with the Mets and also pitched in the series in 1973 with the Mets where they lost to the mighty Oakland Athletics. Tom Terrific passed away on August 31st. The next man we'll talk about is another Hall of Famer. Lou Brock passed away on September 6th. At one time, he was the all-time stolen base king. His record was broken by the great Ricky Henderson in 1991. But Brock stole 938 bases in his 19-year career, including a high of 118 in 1974. This was a single-season record, which was also later broken by Henderson. Brock was a career 293 hitter who collected over 3,000 hits. He won two World Series, both with the Cardinals. He was part of one of the more infamous trades in baseball history also, going from the Cubs to the Cardinals. The major piece of this trade was actually going from the Cardinals to the Cubs, and that was pitcher Ernie Brolio. That did not work out. Jay Johnstone played for eight teams in his 20 big league seasons. A journeyman fourth outfielder and pinch hitter, he was best known as one of the top practical jokers and unusual characters of his day. Danny Ozark once said of him, what makes him unusual is that he thinks he's normal and everyone else is nuts. Baseball needs a few Jay Johnstones in the game at any given time. And the Phillies, Angels, Dodgers, Cubs, Yankees, White Sox, Athletics, and Padres clubhouses were all brighter places while he was present. He died on September 26th. Ron Paranofsky was a two-time world champion with the Dodgers in the 1960s. He pitched in the majors for 13 years, mostly in Los Angeles, but also pitched for the Twins, Tigers, and Angels. In 1969 and 1970, he led the American League in saves well with Minnesota and also led his league in games pitched three times. He has a career ERA of 279 and received MVP votes in three different seasons. He was also seventh in Cy Young voting in 1970. He was later a longtime member of Tommy Lasorda's Dodger coaching staff. He passed on October 2nd. Also on October 2nd, the great Bob Gibson passed away. He holds the record for most strikeouts in a World Series game, mowing down 17 Detroit Tigers in Game 1 of the 68 Fall Classic. That year in the regular season, he had an outstanding ERA, 1.12. He pitched 13 shutouts that year and completed 28 ball games, and also led the National League in strikeouts. But he wasn't just a one-year wonder, far from it. He also completed a league-leading 28 games in 1969, struck out 200 or more batters nine different times, won two Cy Young Awards, an MVP Award, nine gold gloves, and made nine All-Star teams. One of the most intimidating pitchers of all time, he was a first-ballot Hall of Famer, earning the honor in 1981. Whitey Ford is also a Hall of Famer. His first season was 1950. Then he missed the next two seasons while serving in the armed forces in the Korean War. He pitched a total of 16 seasons, all with the Yankees, winning 236 ballgames. He had a 2.75 career ERA and was the 1961 American League Cy Young Award winner. Also in 61, he was the World Series MVP. He won a total of six World Series with the Yankees and was a 10-time All-Star. Ford died on October 8th. Kim Batiste also passed away on October 8th. And while he, like Bob Sebra, did not have a longer distinguished career, he was an NLCS hero in 1993 for the Phillies. He did hit two eighty two off the bench that year, though, in 79 games. He was a defensive specialist who usually played third base. Another all-time great left us on October 11th. Hall of Famer Joe Morgan was one of the main cogs of the Big Red Machine of the 1970s. He won back-to-back MVP awards in 1975 and 1976, the two seasons the Big Red Machine won the World Series. No other second baseman has matched this feat an on-base machine who also had power he often hit third on this team which was loaded with future hall of famers he led his league in walks four times and also in on-base percentage four times he has a career batting average of 271 and an on-base percentage of 392 almost 400 he was a 10-time all-star a silver slugger award winner and won five gold gloves Lindy McDaniel pitched 21 years in the majors. He led his league in saves three times in an era which saves were not as valued as they are today. He was an all-star in 1960 for the Cardinals, third in National League Cy Young voting that year, and also placed fifth in the NL MVP voting. He has a career earned run average of 345 and earned 174 saves in 577 games finished. McDaniel left us on November 14th. Dick Allen had an outstanding 15-year career, and in the opinion of many, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He has a lifetime average of 292, 378 on base, and 534 slugging. He hit 351 home runs and drove in 1,119 runs. He was the 1972 American League MVP, was the 1964 National League Rookie of the Year, and made seven All-Star teams. He hit 30 or more home runs six times with a high of 40 in 1966. He drove in 100 or more runs three times and led his league in on-base percentage twice. Aside from his MVP season, he collected MVP votes six other times. Dick Allen passed away on December 7th. Finally, Joe Negro. The Hall of Fame knuckleballer pitched in the bigs for 24 seasons, earning 318 wins and collecting 3,342 strikeouts. A durable innings eater, he led his league in complete games four times, completing 20 or more games 21 times. He completed 30 or more 18 times and 40 or more three times. He also pitched 300 or more innings four times. Wow. He won 20 or more ball games three times. He was a five-time All-Star and also won five gold gloves. He has one ERA title in 1967, leading the National League with a 187 earned run average. Phil Negro passed away just a few days ago on December 26th. That's going to be all, gang. I hope you enjoyed remembering and celebrating some of the big leaguers whom we lost in 2020. Please do remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program. Look for us on any podcasting app you can think of. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. That's all for this episode. That's all for 2020. We will be back tomorrow with the first episode of 2021. Have fun ringing in the new year, gang. This is Joey Martin saying join us back here next time for another edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.